You're listening to a live recording from one of our midweek services here at Cornerstone Church in Salisbury, North Carolina. We want to thank you so much for picking up these audio recordings. We believe they will be a blessing to your life. In this installment of our series, Faith to Possess the Land, Pastors Brandon and Tara Spiker want to share with you the spirit of faith. We hope you're ready for this powerful message. Let's walk into everything God has for us. Uh, are you ready to uh, go to work tonight? Amen. Amen. Uh, the subject tonight that we're going to talk about as we can uh, start this new series, um, the faith to possess the land, we're going to build a foundation here tonight and we're going to talk on the subject of the spirit of faith. Last week we talked about the voice of faith and we're going to talk about the spirit of faith. And if you'll go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13 in the King James Bible, we'll start there and then Pastor Terrell will pick it up from me. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. When you're there, say amen. It's on the screen. And we having the same spirit of what? Faith. According, to, according as it is written, I believed. Everybody say, I believe. I believe. And therefore I have spoken. We also believe and therefore we speak. So whatever we believe comes out of our mouth. Okay? Now listen to what I, I as it is written, I have believed as in past tense. You, we already believe the healing is done. That's right. We already believe that we are walking into the fullness of what God has for our life. And as we believe it based off of the finished work at Calvary, we will then walk in it. Can you say amen? Amen. So it's about believing and speaking. If you don't believe you can possess it, you'll never possess it because you'll never speak it or declare it out of your mouth. So you have to believe that that house belongs to you. You got to believe that that healing belongs to you. You've got to believe as that having the same spirit of faith. Now, the spirit of faith believes and therefore it speaks and what it speaks, it then receives. Everybody say believe, Believe. speak, Speak. receive. Thank you. Okay, so the first one is, let's go through what does faith say? So that will be Romans 4, 16 through 25. Now, we know faith calls things that be not as though they were. So we're going to go through a few scriptures here. Therefore, well, you guys can read along here. I was going to say turn to it. But therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace to the end the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things that be not as though they were. Who against hope believed in hope. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken. So shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about in 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. If you read it in the in 
I guess I was reading a different version, but verse 19. Can you go back to verse 19? Because is this the King James? Yeah. He considered not his own body now dead. Well, he's about, I think we're missing one part. Um, it says in the King James, it said he faced the fact. Okay, so I want to talk about the difference between fact and truth. Okay, so that's very important when we figure out what we are called to say. So fact would be Abraham was old, right? It was very unlikely to bear a child. Amen? Truth, God gave Abraham a promise Mm -hmm. that he would have descendants with Sarah. So faith is not denying facts. And I think we get that a little twisted sometimes. Truth supersedes facts. Yes. Truth is God's word, and it supersedes any fact in the natural. So let's say that truth supersedes supersedes facts. Facts. So facts change, right? Facts change, but truth remains the same. So the spiritual law supersedes the natural law. God's promises supersedes the natural law. So Abraham's fact was that he was old, but God's promises superseded that. Amen? Amen. Let's give an example. The law of gravity. If I drop this microphone, it's going to drop to the floor, right? That's the law of gravity. That's That's a natural law. But what about the law of lift? How is an airplane taken off? Does that mean the law of gravity isn't true? The law of gravity is absolutely true, but the law of lift has superseded the law of gravity. I feel that. Somebody's getting that. I feel it. Somebody's getting. So the law of lift supersedes gravity. So truth applied changes facts. Truth applied changes facts. That means when you speak the truth, which is God's word, what's the truth? God's word, it's changing the facts. We aren't denying the facts, we're changing the facts. I'm sitting down. (laughs) So faith calls things that be not as though they were. I feel that. I feel that. Some of y'all are getting that. I feel it. Thank you, Lord, for your word that is superseding everything we see in the natural. Okay, let's go to Romans 10. I could, oh, man, I just want to stay there all day. Romans 10, 6 through 8. But the righteousness which is of faith speaketh on this wise. Say not in thine heart, who shall ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. Who shall descend into the deep? That is to bring up Christ again from the dead. But what saith? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. So the word has been sown into you. We've been around it. We've listened to the teaching. We've listened to the preaching. We've listened to the everybody's revelation. But you know whose turn it is to speak it? We can be around it all day long, but it's got to become mine. I got to speak that thing out because the enemy... I mean, you can listen. You can go to every conference from here to Africa and attend yeah. it all. Every conference there is and sit under the greatest teaching and walk out and not speak it. 
It takes faith to speak it. So we are called to not only sit under it, but be activators of it, to speak it out of our mouth. Nobody, mama can't speak it out for us. Grandma can't speak it out for us. Brandon can't speak it out for me. I can't speak it out for him. We have to speak it out for ourselves. Amen? Amen. Amen. And, 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 and speaking those things, daughters, what, like, like she said, you're not denying the fact, but truth is what? Superseding that. Amen? That's powerful. S declaring those things that are not as though they were. You got to see it. You got to speak it to see it. Amen. Now that goes into God's ways are always higher than our ways. Go to Genesis 1, 26 through 31. God's ways are always. And God said, let us make man in our own image. Now let me give you a little bit of doctrine here. In the King James Bible, this is actually a mistranslation of this scripture. It is not plural. It does not mean more than one person is singular. He, God said, let me create man in my own image and after our, my likeness and let them have dominion, okay? The word dominion there actually means the title deed. Everybody say the title deed. The title deed. The title deed over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over, over the cattle and over all the earth. Okay, hold up here. Uh, and then listen to this, and over everything, every creeping thing that creepeth. So God's even gave you dominion over creeps. Now, 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 now listen to this. Go, go back one, please. Uh, God gave you the title deed. All right. Anybody ever paid their house off before in here? Wave your hand at me. Okay. When you pay your house off, correct me if I'm wrong, Pam. They give you a title for that house. That means you are the sole owner. You own all of it. Okay? It belongs to you. Can't nobody come take it from you. They can't, they can't, you know, nobody can try to jack up the interest on you or anything. It's paid off and you are the sole owner. You paid for it. Okay, now listen to this. God gave us dominion. He created man and gave him the title deed over all the earth and every creeping thing that creepeth on the earth. So everything in this earth is not the devil's. It is the believers or the body of Christ that actually owns everything in this earth. And here's the thing. You already own it, but you've never showed up to collect it. Did you hear what I said? The car you're believing for, God's already given you the title deed to it. The house you're believing for, the land you're believing for. He told Joshua what in Joshua chapter 1? He said, everywhere the sole of your foot shall tread, you will what? Possess the land. He'll possess it because God already gave him the papers that is the confirmation and the title deed that it belongs to you and to I. Can you say amen to amen. that? Go, go to the next verse. And God created man in his own image, and in the image of God he created him. Male and female created he them. Okay, go to the next verse. 
And God blessed them. Oh, so he gave me dominion, the title deed. And then he blessed me. You got to believe that you have the you are the owner. The devil don't own nothing. Do you believe the word? He don't own nothing. He zero. He somebody said, well, the, you know, the, the everything, you know, the devil's just got all the you, you know, and the devil will lie to you because he said he said what to Jesus when he was tempted. He said, if you bow down and worship me, I'll give you all the nations of the world. He, he couldn't. You can't give something that don't belong to you. That's right. Fool. <laughs> Don't shout me down. God bless them. Is there anybody in here tonight that will just say, you know what? I am blessed. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed going in. I feel like preaching. I'm blessed going out. And everything I put my hands to is blessed. Why? Because he gave me the title deed and then he turned around and blessed me. Then he said to me, be fruitful and multiply. He wasn't commanding you. He was promising you that you were going to be fruitful and you were going to multiply. You were going to replenish the earth, subdue it, and have what? Dominion over it. That's God's plan for your life. He's saying it's my plan for your life to exercise your faith, not to just have your little cabin over in glory land, but to take over. Yes. Can you say amen to that? Man, I feel this thing right here. Isaiah Isaiah 55, uh, 8 through 11. Here, Here we go. So this is God's plan of dominion and man's Dominion rights. Listen to this. Uh, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, that my thoughts than your thoughts. Okay, keep going here. Um, Yeah. Uh, For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not hither, but the water of the earth and maketh it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Verse 11. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of your what? That it shall not return unto me void but it shall accomplish that which I please. Not what you please, but what God pleases. And it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. So he's saying my word is that I have given you dominion. My word is that I have called you blessed. My word is that you are the head and not the tail, that you are above and not beneath. You're blessed in the city, blessed in the field. I have called you to take territory, to occupy until I come, to do business. I've called you not to hang out, but the the, the kingdom suffer violent, but the violent take it by force. 
Can you say amen? And what he's saying is, he's saying in the first part of this, he's saying, get out of your head and get in your spirit so that you can get a revelation that you've been fighting for something that has already belonged to you 2,000 years ago. Yes. It's already been paid for. Yes. You just got to show up and collect it. You're scared to go look at the house. You're scared to go get in the car and drive it. Listen, if you wait around to have all the money, it's like I, I hear people say, I'm going to wait till I get all my money right till I get married. Good luck. <laughs> or have a baby, they say. Or I'm going to wait till all, yeah. Ain't everybody, did y'all wait till you had all the money? It don't work that way, does it? You know, but we we never make moves or never walk in the possessions that are rightfully ours because we're waiting for something to manifest in the natural when really it's already manifested in the spirit. It would take no faith if all the ducks were in a row. Bishop didn't start this church because he had it all together, all the ducks in the row, or all the money in the bank. He did it out of what? Faith. So you got to start in faith and lean on the word and get out of your head and get in your spirit and say it doesn't matter how much money I've got in the bank. It doesn't matter what's going on in my life. God has said it. I believe it. I'm going to put I'm going to put the water in the in in the jugs or in the vessels. And it's his job to turn the water into the wine. But I'm going to do my part by pouring the water in. And when I do my part in faith, God will do his part supernaturally in my life. Can you say amen? Amen. 1 Corinthians 1.26. We ain't getting through all this tonight. I can see that. Oh, 1 Corinthians 1.26-31. For you see your calling, brethren. Everybody know their calling? What's your calling? Everybody asks me, why, why am I here on a, to have dominion over it? Yeah. You want to get deep with it? To have dominion. It's, it, you're, you're getting, you're swimming in it and you're missing it. It's so simple. You're missing it. You have been called to have dominion, to be blessed and to replenish and be fruitful on the earth. Okay, we read that Genesis 1.26. For you know, you see your calling, brother, that thou... Not many wise men after the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called. But God have chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. God have chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. Okay. God is no respecter of persons. Okay, I, I, I hope I don't get in trouble with this. I'm going to say it anyways. Uh, it don't matter how much teeth you got in your head. It don't matter what your education is. If, if that was the case, then God would be a respecter of persons. It has nothing to do with your IQ level. It has nothing to do with that. What it has to do with is you being a person driven by the word and the principles of the word. So it don't matter if you've been if you've been addicted to heroin, alcohol or anything. 
and you've been delivered, it doesn't matter what you have done. God says, I'm going to use you. Amen. I'm going to use you. It's it. You don't have to be perfect. You just got to be willing. Did, did you, you don't have, that's people are missing. I know you think I'm, I'm like the greatest person in the globe. I know you think I never do anything wrong. But my wife begs to differ. Yeah, yeah. She sees. She, uh, but, you know, God uses the dirty things, the foolish things. The Amplified says things like filthy rags is what God uses to confound the wise. You go to the book of Acts. He said, they said, we looked at these men. They were, they were ignorant, uneducated men. But they said, you know what? But we know they've been with Jesus. They've been with Jesus. It don't matter what your education was. If you've been with Jesus, oh, everything's going to change. Can you say anything? Can you say amen to that? Ooh, I felt that right there. Go, go, keep going. Is there another one? Yeah. And and base these things of the world and things which are despised. Have God God chosen yet yeah, these things which are not to bring not the things which that are. Calling those things are not as that. That no flesh should glory in his presence. Okay. Faith only gives glory in God. But of him ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom, righteousness, and sanctification, and redemption. That according as it is written, he that glorifieth, let him glory in the Lord. So everything we do is dependent on what Christ has already done. We do not do works to get righteous. Good works come out of righteousness. Can you say amen? Amen. All right. Is this helping you? Now let's go. We're talking about this dominion. Let's talk about how Jesus used this dominion. Mark 1, 40 and 42. Uh, Jesus. Now when we say Jesus used God's dominion, we mean the humane of God, the humanity of God was being demonstrated in the earth. And there came a leper to him, beseeching him and kneeling down to him and saying to him, If thou wilt, thou can make me clean. And Jesus moved with compassion. Now, now let me say this here. Quit feeling sorry for people. Have compassion. Feeling sorry and compassion are two different things. Jesus didn't feel sorry for anybody. He had compassion on people. Put forth his hand and touched him and saith unto him, Oh, he's talking again. He's speaking. He saith unto him, I will be thou made clean. He does not ask him. He tells him to be made clean. You have to tell your body to line up with the word of God. You have to tell. You have to tell your situation. I draw a line in the sand. I have dominion and authority in the name of Christ. And I 
command you to get in line in the mighty name of Jesus yes. with authority. And as soon as he had what? Oh, you mean we're talking about that speaking it stuff again. Immediately the leprosy departed from him and he was what? As soon as he had spoken it. There was no delay when you are connected with your faith. And let me tell you something. How many of you believe with all of us? How many of you believe the quantity of water in a lake is far greater than the quantity of water in a cup? When you get an entire church operating in this rim of faith that when they believe that when they speak it, it is already done. The level of faith you can turn Rowan County upside yes. down for the glory of God. Yes. Bishop said this to me the other night. He said, in Ethiopia, they don't pray for revival. They pray for unity. Because if you get in unity, you'll have revival. That's right. If we get in unity in faith, we'll see the miracle signs and wonders. Amen. Can you say amen? Luke uh, chapter 13, 10 and... Uh, 10 through 13. And he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together. She's been over and could in no more wise lift up herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said her woman. Thou art loosed from your infirmity. And so he spoke it first. And he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. You got to lay your hands on it. You got to speak it and lay your hands on it. He's, he's, he's operating in that, the, the humane of God is operating in that dominion. you got to have enough faith to speak it, lay hands on it, get in it, call the realtor, walk in the house, go walk on the property, go sit in the car, go test drive it. If you don't have the faith to do that, God will not do his part for it. He's like, look, if you can't even show up for the blessing, why am I going to give it to you? So he spoke it and laid hands on her. Some of y'all need to just get sloppy with it and start laying hands on things. I, 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 when I go hold revival, I said we're going to lay hands on everything until it moves. And if it don't move, we'll keep laying hands on until it does move. We're going to get some results. It's going to be revival or riot. One of the two. John 11, John 11, um, sorry, Mark eleven fourteen. Mark 11, 14. And Jesus answered and said unto him, No man eat fruit of thee where, uh, thereafter forever. And his disciples heard it. Okay, L listen to this. Remember we talked, have faith in God. Remember we talked about the fig tree. Have faith in God. Okay, when the disciples, Jesus is operating in such a, a level of dominion that he curses it the day before. And then the next day his disciples bring to his attention. He never even turns and looks back at it because he knows it's already done. 
if you're speaking it and constantly checking on it, you're not believing it or operating in that dominion. Jesus said, look, I already took care of it. No man's going to ever eat from that thing again. It's done. He never even looks at it or gets attention. He's just talking and walking. John 11, 1 through 4. I'm trying to hurry. John 11, 1. And now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany of the town of Mary and his sister Martha. And it was that Mary which anointed the Lord with anointment and wiped his feet and with her hair whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sisters sent unto him saying, Lord, behold thou woman thou art thou, whom thou loveth is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God. Well, that'll make you think right there. That the Son of Man might be glorified thereby. Now go, go, go to verse 11 on there. John 11, verse 11. These things he said, and after that he saith unto them, Our friend Lazarus sleepeth, but I will go that I may awaken him out of his sleep. So he is projecting through dominion that he even has the power. All right, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, what? Dwells in who? He's saying, I'm going to go. I'm going to speak. And when I speak, the thing that is sleeping, because when he gets there, what? He calls him out by name. Do you know if they wouldn't have called him out by name, he would have resurrected the whole graveyard? He called him specifically by name. Can you imagine the whole graveyard standing up? He calls him out. He goes, he, he has, he goes, I have the authority. You and I are in Christ. We have this authority. Remember the title deed. We have all this, but we never tap into it because we don't really believe that it belongs to us. Can you say amen to that? Look at somebody and tell them, I got the power. I got the power. He says, I go because I'm going to awake him. You, let me just say this. You're about to wake some things up with your faith. Some things, some desires and dreams that have been sleeping on you and you thought that died. God says, I'm going to give you the faith to wake them up. Yes. Yes. If I had a catcher, I'd fall out right now. (laughs) Now let's talk about Abraham's faith. Abraham's faith, he gave glory. He gave God glory by calling those things. Remember what Pastor Tara said, by calling those things that are not as though they were. 1 Corinthians 1, 27 and 28. First Corinthians 1, 27. <laughs> But God have chosen the foolish things of the world. I know we read this already, but I just got to remind you. The foolish things of the world to confound the wise. 
God hath chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty. And base the things of the world, the things which are despised. Hath God chosen and the things which are not to bring to not that things that are. He's talking about it, calling those things that are not. He's saying it does stop looking at your status and just start calling those things that are not as though they were. Stop. You're worried about what's going on. You're worried about having your ducks in a row. You're worried about having all the money. You're worried about this. You're worried about that. And you're missing the big picture. The big picture is stop majoring on minor issues and start speaking where you want to go. Yes. Can you say amen? amen? Romans chapter four. I'm going. I'm going over bad where Pastor Terry was. Nineteen and twenty-one. And being not weak in faith, you can't be weak in faith. He considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old. Neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Look at this. She just talked about this, but I, I'm going to talk about. It. He staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Okay, it wasn't just about him being old, but it was also his wife's wound could not conceive. So, again, that was the what? The facts. But the truth superseded. Not only was he old, she couldn't conceive, and it looked like in no way possible on both sides of the spectrum that anything could manifest. But Abraham was strong in his faith. Your faith will always defile what it looks like in the natural. And the enemy wants you to get sad, depressed, and down and feel sorry for others and feel sorry for yourself. Stop being a victim and get up and be in the victor. Knock yes. the dust off of you and declare, I'm not weak in my weakness. He is strong. I am strong in the Lord. Yes. I have faith. And though it looks like in the natural, it is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. All things are possible. All things. Luke 1.18. No, I'm sorry. Don't turn there. Change my mind. Genesis 22.5. Listen to what Abraham. Genesis 22.5. And Abraham said unto his young man, Abide ye here with... The, yeah, we got some of those. Donkeys. And, and I and the lad will go yonder to worship. Okay, he defied the odds, spoke faith, was strong in his faith, got Isaac. And now God's saying, you're going to sacrifice him. But then he goes on to tell Isaac, because Isaac goes, Lord, where's the sacrifice? Or Dad, where's the sacrifice? You got the wood, you got the knife, and you got the fire. And he thinks his dad is going serial killer. <laughs> and he says to him, he says, son, the Lord will Provide the sacrifice. He had to speak it before he could see it. Okay, so let's go step by step, if you're taking notes, on how to activate this faith that's going to possess the land every single day of your life. Amen? Because we're called to take territory every single day. We're breaking it down for you. Okay, so... the. Go to the word that covers the situation you're in. So 
I don't know if you've ever played darts, but the idea is to hit the bullseye. And in our life, we can't patty cake it. If we're dealing or struggling with something, we have to have an exact scripture that deals with that situation. Instead of going around town, getting counseling from every, I'm not against counseling, but what I'm saying is if we haven't gotten that scripture that we are fighting the thoughts and allowing that scripture to rise up inside of us, we're doing ourselves an injustice. Amen? Amen. We need the exact weapon to take down that thought. I don't know if I have any clean freaks in here, but I, I'm, I really like things clean. And one thing I don't like to do is to move the furniture. You got to do it, right? But one thing I know, that's where all the dust is. And sometimes in our heart, we've got thoughts that have been there for 20 years, 30 years. We don't even know. And so we're getting these things that are coming in our life, and we are not seeing the victory because we, we're thinking thoughts that are just on repeat, on repeat, things from generations, from things we learned as a kid, and we've never sat down and said, you know what, this thought does not line up with the word of God regarding this situation. So we got to deep clean our heart. We got to take every thought and examine it and say, this is what I've been thinking. I don't care if I've been thinking it for one year, two years, 40 years since the day I was born. If I've been taught this from my family, this thought is not right. This is not scripture. This is not dominion. This is not taking authority. Yes. This is not victorious mentality. I'm not going to speak it. I'm not going to say it. And we got to deep clean that thing out. Amen. Amen. We got to move the furniture. We don't want to. It's the hard work, but that's where you're going to get the results. Amen. And then we got to keep it before our eyes. We got to keep the word before our eyes, our ears, and in our mouth. We are in a society that there is marketing to us 24 seven. I know we don't realize it because we've grown up with it. There's billboards, there's commercials teaching us in a way of our identity. And yes. we don't realize, I know it's getting quiet in here, we don't realize that effect that it has on our mind, but we have the mind of Christ. We are who God says we are. I don't care who, who our friends tell us we are. I don't care who anybody says we are. We are who God says we are. But we have to be proactive and we all know this in sports, but the best the best defense is a good offense. A lot of us wait till we get a situation, and then we're coming to the word like, oh, gosh, which that's better than not coming to the word. But what if you were so full of the word that you had it in you, you had it in your ears, you had it in your mouth, you had it in your eyes, yes. that when the thing comes, what used to stop you, what used to get you down, what used to get you discouraged, what used to give you anxiety, you already passed that thing up because you already know your response. Because you got that thing in your mouth, you got it in your ears, and you got it in your eyes. So the best defense is a good offense. So when that thing comes, you are prepared. Amen? You're, in you're prepared in season, out of season. You know what you're going to do. It's like the devil only has so many tricks. You're like, is that all you got? You're going to come again with that? Well, I already know what I'm going to say to that one. Because it's, it tends to be the same things. For the same people. Am I the only one that feels that way? It's like the same stuff. So you got to say, you know what? That coworker gets, I'm going to get real practical. That coworker gets on my nerves every <laughs> single day. So I already know that it's probably going to happen, but this is how I'm going to respond. Get a scripture about walking in love. Amen? It's kind of like the same people that get offended. It's like just plan that. You might on it on a Sunday morning. I'm looking at gonna, some of the staff, and they're looking. 
smiling at me. No, there, I had a friend at a, at a church before, not a church anyone knows about, but she would, like, always get offended, like, always. So I was like, I, you know, I wasn't going there, but I'm like, look, why don't you just plan that you're going to get offended, but don't be offended? Right? Or if you know your spouse is going to do this certain thing that's going to offend you, they're going to do this, and I don't like it, but I'm not going to be offended. Plan on it. It's like we act surprised. We act surprised when this, the hundred, if the thing has happened to us the hundredth and one time, and we're like still acting surprised. Let's just get a, ahead of it. Amen? We already got the <laughs> We already got the scripture for it. Okay, hallelujah. Moving on. Okay. We are going to go to God on the basis of his provision and not our needs. Kind of how Brandon was, how he was talking about earlier, if we wait till all the ducks are in the row. A lot of us, we're sitting at the stoplight. We think it's red and we got the green. That's good. God's already given us the vision, but we're waiting for the provision that only comes when you start the vision. Just like how, how Pastor Brandon was saying, when Bishop started this church, that took faith. Usually, if God is calling us to walk in faith, the provision comes after we start walking in the vision. Amen? It doesn't come before. Because, I, I mean, probably going to be sitting at that green light for a long time. Because I really haven't met anybody walking in divine faith that gets all the money they're believing for. Because you know what? Where's the testimony in that? Where is the testimony? You always hear someone proclaiming, man, it at the, we, we signed the contract. We didn't have the money. And then the next day, you don't hear like, yeah, we had that money saved up for 10 years. And bless God, we got the building. It, it's never <laughs> like that. You know, because God wants all the glory. He's a jealous God. Amen. So he's like, he's looking at our faith that we're going to stand there and believe him. So you got to go forward in the vision before the provision comes. Whatever it is that God has put in your heart, you hear his voice and you walk in it. Amen? Amen. Okay. I'm hurrying. i got one minute. Okay. Can I get through these last two? Yep. I'll go fast. Speak to the mountain. <laughs> speak to the mountain, the end results. First Samuel 17, 17 45 through 46. Then David said to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with the sword and with the spear and with the shield, but I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. This day will the Lord deliver this day will the Lord deliver thee into mine hand, and I will smite thee, and take thine head from thee, and I will give the carcasses of the hosts of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. When the storm is raging, when the storms of life are coming through, that is not the time to go and consult with all the friends that we know that are doubters, that are going through things and they haven't gotten the victory and getting their idea in the plan. It is the time to look straight in the enemy's face and declare the goodness and the victory in the name of Jesus. It's not the time to go get everybody else's opinion. When God has called you to do something great, probably 99.9999999% of the time, people aren't, aren't going to agree with you or believe you. 
but we have the word of God that can defeat the enemy. Amen. And that is the time when, why do we even have a David and Goliath story in the Bible that's so amazing? It took tremendous faith. So those testimonies from those moments, the testimonies don't come when times are just easy and everything's great. Oh, I got a testimony. It was the greatest day ever. It's like, no, look at how the Lord delivered me. That's when the testimony comes forth. That's our chance, amen, to show who we are in Christ. And the last one I'm done is praise God because it's done. Praise is an expression of faith. People yes. don't understand, many Christians don't fully understand the place praise holds in receiving the answer to prayer. Prayer mixed with faith and praise produces results. I was in the car today, and I told Gracie she could have some ice cream, and she must, I've told a similar story before, but she must have asked me 15 times. I said, baby, we are on the way to get some ice cream. And I thought, man, I would just love it if she just started thanking me for something back there. Because I was thinking of this message of, like, could she just, like, thank Jesus for that ice cream? Because, you know, Chick-fil-A line's like two hours. But, so, <laughs> prayer mixed with faith and praise produces results. you got to praise God that it's already done. You pray about it, you pray about it, you pray about it. It's time to praise him and to thank him that it's done, it's finished, signed, sealed, delivered, he's done it. Hallelujah. When you believe, you praise. And you can tell the level of a person's faith based off the level of their praise. Somebody said, well, I'm dignified. That has nothing to do with that. It's not about being dignified. Wow, what a powerful message from Pastors Brandon and Tara Spiker. If you've been blessed by this word, we want to encourage you to head over to www.mycornerstone.church or the Church Center app where you can share your testimony with us. We'd love to hear it. You can also send in your prayer requests, and we also want to encourage you to sow into this ministry so that we can continue to reach people all around the world. While you're there, you can also stay in the loop with all of the upcoming events happening here at Cornerstone. Be sure to join us in person on Sundays at 10 a.m., Wednesdays at 7 p.m., or Saturdays at 6 p.m. for our Spanish service. Your family is always welcome here. We love you. Thanks so much for listening. God bless.